You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time now for another edition of Cold Gennaro Chat, a Saturday afternoon pod. I'm Jeremy, joined by Robbie. And Robbie, what's more surprising, Atletico getting the win or keeping the clean sheet at Osasuna? Yeah, the the win, uh, a relatively straightforward victory too. It wasn't always easy, it wasn't always pretty, but there was, yeah, there was a couple of shaky moments, but it was after that second goal it was yeah Osasuna had lost the possession I'd say they could argue that they were the better team but they wouldn't have deserved three points either because they didn't really challenge uh, test All Black that much I know they hit the post and um, they had a, a couple of efforts but nothing they never really had Atletico under the cosh so yeah Atletico didn't really have much control over the game but they I think they also deserved the win for how ruthless they were in front of goal they played with uh, contundencia Robbie forcefulness yeah exactly uh, the expected goals according to understat Osasuna rang up 0.69 Atletico rang up 0.93 but Atletico won 3-0 at El Sadar on Saturday um as you said still no real control of the game Atletico had only around 35% possession uh, in Pamplona, but a win is a win, right? Atletico desperately needed one of these. Not just a win, but a clean sheet. A response after the Levante disaster midweek and the controversy that emerged after that game with 
Simeone's position uh, being called into question and uh, Gil Marin having to issue a statement backing the coach publicly. So th this was a, a needed reaction and a needed victory to at least temporarily get Atletico back into the top four. Yeah, I think we are starting to see the cracks now. As as as, uh, as we kind of predicted, we that w I, I I thought we'd start seeing them as, as things are getting better, uh, worse. I thought we would start seeing more fingers being pointed and kind of. I, I I think we'll eventually get to understand. It, it, it might never be explicitly stated, but it's all starting to kind of make sense now. The reports coming out during the week that. Uh, Diego Simeone never really wanted Joe Felix. He felt like he was forced on him by Jorge Mendes, which makes complete sense because he's not really a Simeone player. Um, uh, and, and, and Simeone has been very, very quick to withdraw his loyalty. He has never really been loyal to Joe Felix, which has which has um, affected his play. And then, uh, yeah, we've seen we, we've kind of seen those cracks start to appear a little bit. The three 0 win or Rossuna definitely will. Uh, paper over them a little bit, but but uh, I and I know we're all we're all uh, armchair psychologists now, and we're reading into every little detail. But mm -hmm. I think, but I do think that uh, we we can see well Simeone's nerves on the sideline now. He's not he's not that kind of uh, bombastic kind of Simeone anymore. He's a little bit more. It was more energetic in the past. Now it's more nervous energy, and uh, yeah, even after the goal, Angel Correa's goal today, like uh, Suarez. I know this is tiny, but Suarez kind of didn't really celebrate with Simeone. He was kind of didn't really kind of look at him, and yeah, I just kind of think those kind of cracks are starting to appear a little bit. But um, yeah, the, uh, the, you'd hope they'll keep it together now until the end of the season, and then phew, we'll, we'll see where it goes. In the interim, though, um, three points are three points. And even though th this wasn't... Th this was vintage Atletico in one sense. Vintage Cholismo in one sense. The the lack of possession, the the resilience that the team needed to show after going ahead early and Osasuna applying some pressure. Osasuna finished with uh, 14 shots to Atletico's five and nine shot attempts from inside the 18-yard box. Uh, Oblak was massive in this game, probably his best game of the year. He had to make a couple excellent saves. There was a let-off in the first half from uh, Montcoyola hitting the post with his shoulder, and then a save on a Nacho Vidal vo uh, volley. This was as confident as Oblak has looked all season. Uh, that is a potentially huge development. If Atletico are going to crack the top four again this year, Oblak is going to have to be at the top of his game given the team's defensive weaknesses. Yeah, there was one cross he almost dropped in the second half when the game hadn't been put to bed, and mm. I'm, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure if, uh, I mean, from based on my, my opinion, would be that today was the bare minimum you'd be expecting from a top flight goalkeeper, like you know, and, and I understand where you're coming from. He's just trying to get to take anything he can from from uh, from his performance at this point given how poor he has been but um but yeah I, I think that i don't think atletico like in terms of a vintage simeone performance i just think that osasuna weren't didn't know or weren't able to get the ball into areas where they could hurt them and uh, uh yeah so th th this like after that first goal I, I've actually been watching Atletico recently and what they do is and they did the same against Levante 
they start well in the first half and the second half the first 10 minutes Atletico tend to have quite a bit of the ball when the other team is kind of sizing them up if you can keep Atletico from scoring then you that's when they start getting nervous and that's and, 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 and if it's nil all after 10 or 15 minutes you can that's when Atletico start to kind of question themselves start to struggle on the ball and off it and, and that's when you can really hurt them uh, which is what we saw against Avante. We saw that again today, but the difference today was they had that one one uh, they had that goal lead from the from Joe Felix early on. Yeah. So it was a li- a little bit easier to take, a little bit more uh, uh, a little less nervous than than it should have been if it was nil all. And and I feel like yeah, f- um, I feel like if it had been nil all after fifteen minutes, when Osasuna started to finally play. It would have been. I don't think it would have been as comfortable as three 0 in the end. But but Joe Feed has got that goal, and and we that's that's the and the rest is history. I guess that early goal meant everything, Robbie. Coming so early, as early as it did in the third minute, uh, from a Carrasco cross, Luis Suarez just putting Sergio Herrera off enough so that he dropped the ball, and Felix unmarked just pops it into the top of the net on his one hundredth. Atletico appearance. I kind of thought this goal wasn't going to stand. I thought they were going to rule that Suarez had fouled Herrera or otherwise impeded his vision, but it did stand, and it was a huge moment for for Felix and for the team. To get that yeah, the, yeah, no, it's, it's a kind of a weird one because you uh, like um, those defensive headers, or sorry, those attackers in the opposing area. It's just a, it's just a, a, a toss of the kind because Joe Felix had a goal ruled out against Granada earlier in the season, and and then last night, Rio were playing and uh, Carrillo scored, and he kind of jumped on Catena's back, and I was like, they're very similar, and and then likewise today, like it. For me, Luis Suarez did absolutely nothing wrong. That's Sergio Herrera. Sergio Herrera needs to come out and and take Suarez and everything out with him but go for the ball um, and that's his own fault I wouldn't give it but given the kind of state of refereeing in, in La Liga it, it, um, you're not sure anymore but I thought the referee did really well today actually as well um, it, it, it got a little bit chippy in the second half but I think that's a result of how free he let the game go in the first half and I thought I, I think it adds to a much more open and and um, exciting game which we saw in the first half the second half was a little bit more one-sided with with Asasuna kind of uh, down down Atletico's throat but that first half was quite exciting and back and forth and there was there was plenty of uh, the, the referee let plenty go and I thought that uh, I thought that the Suarez uh, collision with Herrera was in fitting with how he how he ref the game yeah, Osasuna tried to win a lot of these ticky-tack fouls. They, they tried to generate a lot of contact. Some may call it flopping in other sports. But Osasuna tried to win a bunch of these like small fouls and try to just aggravate Atletico enough to where the, the game would kind of would blow open and there would be a red card or a key player would get stuck on a booking and have to be careful the rest of the way. But yeah, I, I thought the, the refereeing in that sense was good. Uh, there were only three yellow cards issued in the entire game, two for Atletico, one for uh, Chimi Avila. Uh, for a nasty challenge on Joao Felix just after the half-hour mark. But that was also key to the game. Uh, we've seen in, in both Levante games this season, uh, Levante get away with a lot of these like these little fouls, get away with these kicks and these little pushes and these shoves. 
Uh, not as much today, and because of that, Atletico were able to play a bit more. Yeah, and although in the second half, I don't see. see yeah, this is this is where the 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 issues comes with Atletico, and when they don't get that first goal and they need it, right? After, if if they don't get it after ten or fifteen minutes, they have to do something, and I I don't think they're a very good footballing team, like as in we saw. Uh, for example, um, there was one stage in the second half, and I thought this was—I've seen this a lot from Atletico, and I just—I just don't really like it. It just completely slows down play when they, as the reigning champions, should be encouraging more of the more ball in play. They should be kind of trying to wear down teams and 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 make teams nervous about them having the ball. But Yannick Carrasco let the ball just roll out for a throw, and I was just kind of watching, going like, he he. It was in a decent enough position. Like, I know it's just one instance, but it kind of happens a lot where Atletico are just happy to, to to take a free when 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 the option of taking a man is on. Do you know what I mean? They'll, mm-hmm. they'll hit the ground in order to break play up rather than you see a team like uh, I don't know, like you look at Klopp's Liverpool or any 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 top team and they're trying to get on with it to, to, to put the opposition team under pressure and this is kind of where where the where the problem lies with Simeone and that he wants he wants things slow uh, and under control he doesn't want transitions but this is where football is going and this is where the good teams win the games in transition We'll go toe to toe and we'll come out on top. And I think Atletico have enough talent in their squad to be able to go toe to toe with a team like Osasuna. And and yet they don't and they didn't uh, t- today. And they were just kind of they were happy too, which is breaking up play. But um, but yeah. So but 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 as you were saying just before we come on about the possession, it was uh, Atletico just completely give up possession once they had those those couple of goals. And they they did get a couple goals in transition, Robbie, although one of them, I think, was really Sergio Herrera has to do better on the Suarez lob. As technically um, amazing as that goal was, the assist from Joao from his own penalty area and then the lob from Suarez, Herrera has no business being that far off his line, even when his team has a corner. Yeah, he was off. Like, oh. for, the, for, the, for the first goal, Suarez, that, he should have been stronger there. The second goal, what do you... Sorry, the second goal... What are you doing off your line? But just before that, he had dived on the ground when Suarez made contact with him. And, like, honestly, it's just embarrassing. Get up and get on with it. Yeah. What are you like? He was rolling around on the ground and then just got up. And what are you trying to do? Get, and I understand Luis, <laughs> Luis Suarez has, has, um, has partaken in, the, in plenty of dark arts in his own time. But, mm-hmm. like, just get up and get on with it like and then two minutes later Herrera was embarrassed and that was the game put to bed then after that he was um, Atletico they were under pressure a little bit but I mean I don't think Osasuna were ever going to get two goals on Atletico given the fact that they were sitting so deep and their only way through was throw it into the box and um, yeah All Black has been decent under under those high balls as as bad as he's been and and i know he dropped one against Catafe and he dropped one again today but he, he was okay but he's generally fine that's not where his issue lies it's more it's more uh yeah shot stopping and and his some of his decision making that's been letting him down so Osasuna and, and this is what we saw in the first then it, when when Osasuna came to the Wanda it was a, another it was another game like this except on this occasion 
uh, also soon they got those they went toe to toe with Atletico and they got those um, those headed goals yeah with, with your point on All Black uh the, he played very well against Levante too. Uh, he the, that loss wasn't down to him. Uh, I, he did have that drop against Atafe and another one today. When I think it was still one nil at that time. It was just before Suarez scored. Um, but it was important for him to because so many times this season he's been indecisive on when to come out versus when to not. He's been unsure about which defender, if any, is going to head the ball clear or, or hoof it clear. I thought Atletico's uh, gap closing was a lot better today, uh, especially on set pieces. Osasuna are very good on set pieces. They have guys like Budimir and David Garcia who are very good in the air. I think Garcia's their leading goal scorer with four of them this year. Um, and he's they're very good in the air. So they're in Kike as well. They're a, they're a challenge to defend from set pieces, and I thought Atletico did pretty well there. Um, but yeah, with, with your point on Herrera, I mean... I, what was the stat I saw the other day? That the ball is in play on average 53 minutes a game in La Liga, which is the lowest among the top leagues in Europe. Something's got to give there. Something has to be solved there to encourage the ball to be in play more often. Like enough of this play acting, enough of this diving and trying to win the foul and trying to win a free kick. Like just get on with it. And that goes for Atletico, Osasuna, a whole bunch of other teams that play this way. Like enough. Yeah, and I, I think referees have actually made a... I think they've been kind of making a better effort of it now. And there is sometimes when it's such a fine line that you have to draw because you have to protect the players and they will take what they can get. But it's also... You also have to uh, kind of challenge the players too. And I think I think in some ways it's a matter of... Uh, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, I think. But it's, it's also... Um, a matter of the, the the players respecting the referees and, uh, enough to to not be diving around and don't put them in that situation, you know. And I think that I think that needs to change. But like, uh, but but yeah, I think the referees have been made. I think they had. No, I I have absolutely no idea about this. But it feels like they've been there've been less of those kind of really easy frees given um, in, in recent times. Just just. Just the obvious ones where a player dies looking for a handy free and the referee's like, no. And that conditions the game then because, they're, they're, and, and I've seen it, you see it. You watch Atletico now in, in Europe. They won't be diving around like that. And their only reason is not because all of a sudden they get super strength on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night when they're playing <laughs> in Europe. It's because they know they it's because they know they won't get away with it. And I think that this is, uh, like these players are well capable of taking those hits. And, you know, like these guys are, 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 uh, so strong, and they're hitting the ground. Someone might touch them on the on the on the on the side, and they're going down, rolling around on the ground, and uh, it's all just play acting. But yeah, I think um, I think we have seen an, uh, uh, referees getting slightly better at that in recent weeks, and and the referee today was good. I thought while also trying his best to not lose control of the game and let it turn into a complete just pantomime. Yeah, those actions can't be rewarded. Um... Obviously, Atletico keeping the clean sheet today. They're first away from home all season, re- remarkably enough, incredibly enough. Uh, the back four today uh, in front of Oblak, uh, Shime Versalco and Renildo Mandava at the fullback positions, Savage and Jimenez in the middle, although uh, Jimenez came off at halftime with a probable injury. We're waiting for more information on that. I thought the fullbacks were particularly important in this game, Robbie, uh, because on the left-hand side, Renildo's defensive 
solidity allowed Carrasco to get further forward. And we also saw Marco Chirente in his preferred position for, what, only the third time this year. Uh, what did you make of Atleti's fullbacks? And what did you make of the defensive performance overall? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I thought Reynaldo had been good and, and uh, since he signed, but I thought he, there was a couple of cracks today when 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 Osasuna were targeting him through Jimmy Avila, and I think that he um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure if he's a huge upgrade on Renan Lodi. To be honest, with you. he's probably more solid uh, or more. Um, he's probably stronger in general than Lodi, but um, yeah, I thought today he he looked a little bit shaky at times. Um, but, but with Carrasco there, he, he's not being asked to do as much in, in attack, so it's fine. And he seems up for the fight as well. He kind of kind of got got pretty stuck in, um, too. So which which helps. But um, yeah, Simon Rosalco was okay, I guess. Uh, and the yeah, with your ent- it's funny actually. I know you wanted to kind of chat about a, a question we have later on in the pod, and, and we can go through this at the moment, but. Like if Llorente is going to play there, that means that Rodri- where does Rodrigo de Paul go? And I, mm. um, so yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really an interesting one as to. I thought Llorente was better than he has been today, but um, it, yeah, I, I, I think the reason why they were, they were, they looked a little bit more sure of themselves today. I'm not not sure of themselves. Uh, I, 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 I don't think they had much control of the game, but they weren't as easy to play through. It's because they had that. Also, Suna didn't have that extra man in midfield, so uh, it was it was easier for Atletico kind of to shut them off, and there were there was less gaps and there was less uh, there was less of a divide between the the midfield and the defence, and and then um, yeah, so like it was far from perfect, but uh, also Suna didn't ever really have that many uh, glaring opportunities either if they had had if they had inserted another man into midfield that would have been very disruptive given the pairing today for atletico is herrera and coke uh, neither player particularly adept defensively and both players herrera definitely requiring a lot of time and space to to pass the ball and make decisions and keep play going um we given given the lack of options though with, with DePaul out and Kondogbia not prefer for this game, the uh, the Herrera Coke pairing actually did surprisingly well. I thought um, Herrera ad- attempted a team high sixty passes. Coke uh, laid on the assist for Correa at the very end. Um, one of Coke's better performances this year, although that's not saying much. Um, but yeah, Herrera and Coke in the middle is is a very offensive, a very attacking central midfield pairing, which makes it odd that Atletico won this game with that pairing and kept the clean sheet with only 35% possession. It should not have worked, but it did. In this this small sample size, it did work. I thought they both played fine. Yeah, and, and, I, and I actually kind of disagree with, on, on the Herrera point. I think he's one of the only players who can play one-touch passing, which which actually helps... Uh, sorry, no, not, not, not player... Uh, one of the only central midfielders who can play that one-touch passing and is comfortable with his decision making when it comes to that, uh, and I, I think we saw that today. And it just keeps playing moving that little bit faster. There was a couple of moments in the second, uh, in the second, in the, I think it was this, no, it was the first half even, I think, and uh, and Herrera was just kind of one-touching it, and, and it, ma- it made us the sooner move. It was just making the move, was putting them under pressure, whereas and it wasn't letting them, it wasn't letting their pressure. 
affect Atletico. Whereas when you have Condoglia, who needs a touch first, and then he needs to turn, and all of a sudden he looks, and there's two men in front of him, and the press is everything is slowed down. He has to go back to his keeper. Whereas Herrera, I think, can can play that one touch. Uh, there is times when he needs that extra second on it, and, and he can play those longer passes. But he. Um, I think he can also play that one touch and he's one of the only players in the Atletico midfield that can do that. So that's what helps in terms of being a little bit more press resistant. Yeah, it definitely aids the press resistance and it helps keep the ball moving a little bit quicker than it would under Kondogbia. And ideally, DePaul is the guy who can play these passes. But as we've talked about, uh, beyond being suspended for this game, DePaul hasn't played in his preferred position virtually the entire season other than maybe the opening weeks so with DePaul out, Herrera was the next man up. And I, I do like Herrera in the sense that his passing range is one of the best on the team. Um, he can pass it short. He can pass it long uh, with reasonable accuracy. But we just haven't seen him. Uh, we haven't seen him trusted enough because defensively, he's not all that good. And there have been, especially against higher class opposition, he's definitely been targeted. But it worked in this game. And who knows, maybe he does have a role the rest of the way this season with Atletico's midfield uh, in the state it's been in. Uh, he could have throw his hat in the ring for some minutes later on this year uh, with the fight for the top four still far from finished. Uh, Joao Felix, Robbie, a guy that we have talked about quite a bit on the show this year and in the past. Um, goal and assist on his 100th appearance. Uh, his assist was... I just outrageous from his own penalty area lobbing it forward to Suarez and we talked about how Sergio Herrera was to blame there but technically uh, another moment of, of great individual skill from Joao probably his best game of the season and he likes playing Osasuna I don't know what it is about Osasuna Robbie but five goals in five games for him against this particular opponent yeah and then he took to the he kind of he loves I've seen him scoring a couple of those kind of half volleys uh, he takes them really well and yeah I don't we've never questioned the man's technique and his ability it's just about whether or not Simeone will leave him on the field long enough and put him in advantageous enough situations to give him that little bit of confidence and give him the opportunity because Joe Felix is the kind of player too that um, maybe not on a better team he wouldn't need as many touches but with Atletico and given how non-attacking they are he needs a lot of touches in order to do something and, and he needs to be given that breathing space and yeah a game like tonight was ideal for him because he, he started and he was he was aware that um, he was going to be given an hour and, and possibly longer and then he got off to a great start with the goal so he felt like he he was um, but but yeah it was it, we, we also saw that kind of um, drawing fouls and, and he, he, he showed um, plenty of he showed plenty aside from that but there was a couple of times when he kind of and, and I think it's because he, he finds himself surrounded by players and, and Atletico are moving so slowly that he he, uh, he he has no options. He has to try and draw free. It's probably the smart thing to do. But then there's there's times when he he tries to draw free and he like he fell on the ground in the second half at one stage. The referee didn't give him anything and it was just uh, it was just an occasion where it's like just take the man on or or, or do something like you know rather than um, just falling on the ground. But uh, 
but no, yeah, one of his better performances for sure, and and that end that end product, uh, I guess. Not lucky in Sergio Herrera, ninety-eight times out of hundred, the 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 the, the goalkeeper isn't off his line there, and that that attack comes to nothing. But for a player who is struggling with with confidence and with with not really having any end product, the the goal and the assist today will do his confidence the world of good. And I'd say that has probably earned him a start now against Man United. I would start him alongside Correa against United, though it's probably going to be Suarez getting the nod instead. Uh, Correa coming off the bench and scoring his uh, 11th league goal of the season, Robbie. Uh, 15 goal contributions for him now in La Liga as he continues to put up his his best season yet uh, as a member of Atletico. And that put the icing on the cake of a 3-0 victory. Um, overall, a, a hard to argue this wasn't a good day for Atletico, but the real challenge now is sustaining it, right? Uh, especially against United in the Champions League on Wednesday. Before we start to preview that game, we received a message from an Atletico supporter in Hong Kong um, earlier this week and wanted to address a couple of, of the points this reader and listener uh, submitted to us. He says he's a longtime uh, Atletico fan from Hong Kong. Yes, I do wake up at 3 a.m. to watch Atletico matches. Uh, he wanted to ask about, uh, about the current situation. Uh, uh, the, the reader slash listener writes, I was thinking if Atletico should banish the current 4-4-2 formation, although it has worked very well in previous years, to play a stronger defensive formation like a 5-2-1-2 with Joao Felix playing behind two strikers, or a more fluid attacking style like a 4-3-1-2 with Carrasco playing as a wide midfielder, or something like that to solve the attacking problems. I kind of think two striker formations would work for our team, considering the large number of natural deep-lying forwards Atletico have to link up with central midfield. So, Robbie, what really is the best formation for Atletico in this moment to get the most out of guys like Correa, Felix, potentially Suarez, uh, get Koke and Llorente involved? Is it a 4-4-2, a 5-2-1-2, a 4-3-1-2? What do you think? Going forward, or, or sorry, was was the question like going forward in general or against Manchester United and going forward in general? I think. Uh, going forward in general, yes. This is actually what I was just alluding to earlier about. If you look at Atletico Madrid's team right now and you go through it step by step, how many how many players would you have as guaranteed starters? And I, I guess. I guess we could we could start and and and, uh, and uh, retrofit it. So so who are the guaranteed starters? Jan Oblak, probably Stefan Savage, uh, Koke, but he probably shouldn't be. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, after that, Carrasco is another one. But after that, uh, I, I don't really I don't know if um, I don't know if there if if there's a if any, if there's any more guaranteed starters aside from that, uh, no, no, you could you could argue that Llorente is, but I'm not I'm not even sure if he is. But but so so, so let's say taking it from there, Carrasco has to start. I, I would I would probably play a four five one if mm. I'm being honest, and and the reason for that is is because that way you can play really defensively like Simeone wants to but then you also have the ability to 
uh, go from four five one into a push to two, push Carrasco and say if you started Joe Felix on the right, you you, you it, it also means that then that Joe Felix doesn't actually have to defend as much, but he also um, and he's also protected, but he also has a, has the the chance to kind of move forward as well. And uh, I think that Atletico's problem is that they're played through too easily in the middle. And if you play five in the middle, it means that you can kind of congest things, have Koke there as an anchor. He's protected, and and yeah, you can play that counter attacking style. So and and then and then you could probably play someone like a, a Griezmann up front or even a Suarez up front if you wanted to because. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I go from there probably, but but obviously formations are, um, are 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 fairly fluid. So in in off the ball it wouldn't be, or on the ball sorry it wouldn't be a four five one. It'd be more maybe like a four, whatever four two four or something if you were pushing up and four mm. a four three three. But but uh, but based off what I saw against um, against um, Le- Levante, I thought Atletico were two narrow and they were also by being narrow it meant that there was a right midfielder or a left midfielder being dragged out in order to in order to prevent the fullback from progressing which meant all the fullback had to do was go back to a centre back and then play the triangle and he had a midfielder with with the, with one of Atletico midfielders pulled out of position so there was loads of space whereas if you have five in midfield that doesn't happen. So, uh, so I, I'd probably go with that. But um, it's so difficult because you have so much attacking talent, but not one of them. And, and even Angel Correa isn't uh, a guaranteed starter. Like Suarez isn't a guaranteed starter. Joe Felix isn't a guaranteed starter. Griezmann isn't a guaranteed starter. Um, Correa is probably the closest you get to a guaranteed starter in all those forwards. But even he. Um, He's not yet. Uh, hasn't been been given <laughs> that that title yet. You know, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not really sure what what I do with with the attack. And there's so many different variations of that. I don't know. I, I guess it, and which is what Simeone's been doing is that he's been playing it game by game and what what's needed and who's available and that's that's the way it's probably going to be now for the rest of the season. Yeah, a bunch of different variations and with so many players unavailable throughout this season with injury with suspensions and so on it's difficult to pick a really optimal formation for atletico um i would kind of lean toward a diamond like a 442 diamond with condogbia at the base uh coke and depaul or depaul and urente i'd probably drop coke given his form this season depaul and urente either side of him as the runners uh with joao felix behind uh correa and Probably Griezmann, Correa, and Suarez. I guess that other that other striker uh, is up for is up for debate. But a four diamond two potentially Felix operating as a false nine as well is something I would consider. But I, I think that's that's probably the best the optimal formation for Atletico. You have Versalco as an as a natural fullback to free up Urente so he doesn't have to play there. You drop Coke, and I think this this formation would get the best out of DePaul and Urente because DePaul is such a good passer and he's such a danger around the area. But we haven't seen it all year. And Urente, as we saw much of last season, 
uh, is full of energy and activity and that final burst of pace around the penalty area. And I think Kondogbia would offer, he'd offer balance. Shielding the back four wouldn't really be asked to do a whole lot, but win the ball and recycle it to DePaul and Llorente, who can then push it forward to Felix, who is, who is at his best as a second striker or is at his best playing off a main striker or off two main strikers. In this case, it would be Correa and Suarez or Griezmann. Yeah, but I think the issue with with Joe Felix is that he needs to be getting the ball facing goal, and I think that I think mm. that and 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 I don't think there's any solution to that unless you get him breaking into space it, with this Atletico because they're not going to have enough of the ball. So I don't I don't really know, and, and like I mean, you you make great points there, but at the same time, uh, in just like mine, there's so many. There's so the Atletico been so have had such a drop in performance that, in general, that I wouldn't really be relying on any of those guys to play well enough for long enough for any of these kind of formations to properly stick either. Like, it, it's a tough question because there are a lot of possible answers and none of them really seem to be optimal. Uh, the Osasuna win aside, this has been such a difficult year for a, a whole host of reasons and. Atletico must maintain some semblance of balance, some defensive solidity uh, and stability, but haven't been able to do it for pretty much the entire season. And the point about Joao is a good one, is that he's been asked to play with his back to goal a whole lot this season and throughout his two and a half years with Atletico, and it's not how you get the best out of him. And Simeone has tried a couple different things with him, but he's usually reverted to have Felix play back to goal uh, 30 yards from goal and try to bring others into the play when he really does play better closer closer to the box. So perhaps playing him as a, a, a false nine, a 4-3-3 with Felix as the false nine could solve that, but it's likely not going to happen. Uh, in any case, uh, we want to thank at an ATM fan from HK for submitting uh, this question on Twitter. Uh, there really is no one good answer. There are a, d- a bunch of different things that Letico could do and have tried to do this season without a whole lot of success. But Robbie against Man United on Wednesday is another opportunity as we switch gears into previewing uh, this massive tie in the Champions League round of 16. Um, Atletico at home hosting United in this first leg. The away goals rule is no more. So it, it's an aggregate win or bust. Do you think that helps or hurts Atletico, taking into consideration both legs? Man, honestly, I do not have a clue what is going to happen this year. <laughs> I, I, my, ma- my, my mates back home are all are all United fans, not all of them, but the, a lot of United fans, and I was saying to them, like, how United have a really good chance, and they were saying, but United are awful, and I was like, but Atletico aren't great either. Right. They were like, no, but Atletico are awful. Or sorry, they were like, no, but United are just terrible. They can't score. And I was like, yeah, but Atletico can't either. And they can't defend. So, like, what's going to happen? And they were like, oh, I have no idea. But, uh, like, they can't believe... They can't, They won't believe me that Atletico are this bad. And I can't believe them. That you, they, they can't seem to transmit just how bad United have been. And I can't not transmit to them just how bad Atletico to go have been so yeah it's it's a really tough one and and like we saw tonight the, and, and i guess this is the problem or this is the not, not a problem but this is the we're, we're doing podcasts after every game we're talking about the games and it's all kind of game by game and but and, and we have to talk about the game which is fair enough but at the same time 
we have to look at it kind of more like uh, the broader picture as well which doesn't typically change from week to week so we come on and we're complaining but then Atletico win 3-0 today uh, I don't think that they were the better side for long long periods of, of the game and I think that they they, uh, they they struggled for long periods of the game but at the same time a win is a win is a win So and I'm, we've seen plenty of times this year where Atletico were the better team and lost and they had nothing to show for it whereas now it's kind of like uh, three points three points and, and it doesn't really matter how you get it when things are this bad and when there's this many leaks coming out and Simeone's job is under threat and it looks like we'll come to the end a win in El Sadar is, is, is nothing to um, nothing to sniff at so uh, man I, 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 I find it really hard to analyse the situation because and then getting into debates with people about how whose fault it is and you're looking going it's Simeone's but then it's obviously not just him and the players have been awful and they don't seem to know how to get out of this so yeah it's, it's, it's just it's been quite tough actually analysing the whole thing because uh, we want clear cut answers but there just are none I'm excited about this Ty because I think these are two evenly matched teams for like all the wrong reasons neither team can defend both teams have had questions in, in goal in goal this season and in previous seasons uh, neither team can control the game in midfield, and both teams have a lot of talent in attack, a lot of a lot of forward talent. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is obviously the the showstopper, the headline grabber in this tie. He has tortured Atletico over the years in the Champions League, whether it's at Real Madrid or Juventus. He has just slaughtered Atletico over the years. So uh, it's a, a chance to for Atletico's defense to snap wake up snap into shape in, in time to keep Ronaldo off the board that's going to be critical in the first leg and over the two legs it, perhaps into extra time it really is going to be a matter of it's going to be a shootout and it's going to be a matter of who outscores who who is going to have at least the modicum of control in midfield which goalkeeper is going to be in better form between Oblak and De Gea and Antoine Griezmann's fitness looms large over this tie. He was expected to get some minutes on Saturday at El Sadar. He was named in the squad, started on the bench. He didn't play, so he's not going to be entering the Man United game in a rhythm. He hasn't. He's played one game in the past 10 weeks, 9 or 10 weeks. So a lot of questions, and because of these teams' unpredictability and the, the variance this season... Who knows? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's a genuine chance this ends 4-4 four, four, or 5-5 five, five on aggregate and it's decided an extra time or penalties. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the the away goals rule disappearing would have helped Atletico in the past. It's not going to help them now. Over the years, the away goals rule helped Atletico get through to a Europa League final. It helped them get out of difficult Champions League ties, most notably against Bayern Munich back in 2016. Oof, it's going to be a battle, and it's there are going to be a bunch of goals scored. I expect there to be a bunch of goals scored in this tie, and with Atletico's difficulty keeping clean sheets, it's going to be a real challenge. But I think they have every chance to advance. Yeah, no, no, definitely. We, we, we'll see how it pans out, and we'll see how... how... I think it's going to come down to... I th I, I, I'd say... The teams are evenly matched in terms of talent, and I just think it's a matter of how how uh, how the teams uh, line out tactically. I think that's what's going to win, win or lose this game, and who can kind of get the upper hand on the sideline and and uh, and 
yeah, take advantage from there. United have had multiple managers this year. Uh, Ralph Hanyek is their current boss, and he has struggled to implement his pressing style. Uh, the leaks coming out of the United camp have been pretty ugly all season, similar to the leaks that have been coming out of Atletico recently about Simeone's future and the battle over the the playing identity and the playing style. So it, it's exciting on multiple levels. Um, would it be a failure if Atletico did not win on Wednesday and did not get out of the last 16? Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I mean, we're talking about a fairly expensive squad here. Um, yeah, I would say so. Reigning La Liga champions, not making it beyond the last 16? Yeah, it will be. Uh, an advantageous tie against a, a team seriously struggling uh, for any kind of form and who look really watery, I think yeah, it would definitely be a, a, a failure. It's been a, a, a pretty rough year overall for the Spanish teams in the Champions League. Sevilla and Barca eliminated in the group stage, although at least one of those sides will probably go pretty deep in the Europa League. Uh, Madrid are behind in their tie with PSG. Villarreal face a difficult test against Juventus. And it's what we talked about on, on the last Colts Nero chat, the declining standards for the Spanish teams in European competition. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if Atletico can halt that trend. Uh, are you bold enough to make make a prediction? Nah, man, I haven't got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it could be 3-all, it could be 3-2, it could be, uh, it could be nil all no, I don't think it'll be nil all, but I'm not. No, I, I honestly don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I'm going to back Ronaldo to score, but Atletico will not lose. And that is about as far as I'm going to go. Ooh. <laughs> uh, man, I, honestly, I haven't. I, I don't know because my friends are saying, like, they, United are awful. Like, they can't score. And I think the same problems that affect uh, Atletico... Are, are the same um, are the are the the, the the problems that affect Atletico are the same ones that affect United in that when everything's going well they seem they, they, they can look good but they're really watery they have no character and and a poor like um yeah, like you, you see a team like uh, again, like a, a, a team that is playing well and feeling confident. They go one nil down, and you're like, no, no, I believe in them to get back into this. Whereas, whereas a team like um, Atletico go one nil down, and it could be three nil, and you're kind of looking going, I, I don't know how they feel like they're going to get back into this. And I think that that self doubt starts to really show itself. If if so, if United come out and score an early goal, for example. Uh, Atletico could crumble and likewise if Atletico come out and score an early goal I think United could crumble um, and I, I think they're they're, they're quite uh, histrionic emotional teams so it, it, it all depends on who gets the better start and who who which um, which manager uh, calls names the better side structurally and and uh, systematically in order to maybe give them that better start and from there once the game starts it will be decided by which team gets uh, which team which which team's self-doubt is hidden better hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say <laughs> Uh, no Yannick Carrasco for Atletico as UEFA upheld his three-game suspension on Friday. 
that's going to be a, a pretty big loss over these two legs. Uh, but Griezmann coming back could help to negate that somewhat. So no shortage of, of, of narratives and storylines for this tie between Atletico and United. And it kicks off Wednesday in Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitano. And we will be here to cover it, Robbie. We will be back to cover it. We will indeed, and hopefully it will be an interesting game. I'm sure it will. In the meantime, I want to thank you for appearing on this edition of the show. No problem, Jeremy, and I'll chat to you on Wednesday. We will be back midweek to break down everything good and bad about uh, the first leg of the Atletico Man United tie. In the meantime, keep it locked on our Twitter page, on social media, on IntoTheCalderon.com, and our Patreon page as well, patreon.com slash Chat for bonus podcasts uh, before and after the United game. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe on Spotify to the Atletico Madrid Podcast Network. You get access to all the latest episodes of Colts Narrow Chat and the Partido a Partido podcast on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe there. We'll talk to you soon. Adios.